I'd like to introduce our speaker for today, Karen T. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much to Nancy for inviting me. I am so happy to be here. Um, step 12 is uh, that we need to carry the message. So thanks to you guys this morning, I get to do step 12 today and that helps me to continue my recovery. So I'm really grateful. Hopefully I'll carry a message, but I'm trying. So it's already a success because <laughs> I'm trying. Um, uh, I wanna tell you a little bit about uh, the fact that I am a compulsive overeater. Um, I uh, could not stop eating and I really wanted to, and I thought it was a matter of willpower. And um, I just tried harder and harder to control my eating and it would get more and more out of control. Every morning I would have a sensible breakfast and then have a plan for the day. And a lot of days I would mess up by lunch with overeating. I have a before and after picture um, that I'll share with you now. Can you see the screen? Great, thanks. Christine said yes, great. And um, so I I'm 65 pounds more than I was at my top weight. This, this picture on the left is uh, me, 65 pounds heavier than I am today. Um, and uh, this is not when I first came into OA. Mine is a story of relapse. Uh, this top weight picture, I had already been in OA for eight years. And uh, that's when I was in my fourth relapse. And um, that's when I hit my top weight. Uh, the baby in my hand is uh, now 25. Um, I've been in OA for a total of 32 years. And, um, but I don't have 25 years of abstinence either. Um, I've had um, some slips and my current abstinence is about nine years. Um, so I'm gonna stop sharing this and uh, just preface the um, literature that I'm gonna be discussing. So I have picked something from the OA 12 and 12 about step five. And um, I'm gonna try and screen share it. I hope that's okay. I'm gonna be using Kindle Reader. If anyone knows of any violation of policy by screen sharing that, please let me know. Um, but I think I can do it. I bought the book. Um, so I've given money to OA for me to personally read the book. I hope that's okay. Anyway, enough of that, but I hope I'm doing it right. Um, I picked out a part of step five. Now, so let me just lead up to step five for a minute. Um, step five is admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. And that phrase, the exact nature of our wrongs, why does that matter? Why do we have to know the exact nature of our wrongs? Well, I am trying to have a spiritual experience Step one is I need one desperately. Step two is God is the answer to all my problems. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Step three is um, that I have to turn my will and my life over to the care of God. 
and um, our higher power. Um, I choose to call my higher power God. I'm so sorry if that, uh, if anyone can call their God anything they want. That's just what I call mine. And um, so if I'm trying to turn my will and my life over to God, there's stuff that gets in the way. And that's what steps four through nine are about, the stuff that gets in the way. And one of the things that gets in the way is the exact nature of my wrongs um, gets me stuck and means that I can't be there for my higher power. So now I'm going to screen share. Did it work? <laughs> Can you see my screen? Excellent. So this is again from the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. The second edition, which is purple on uh, is brown and purple on the front. Um, I don't know exactly what it is because I don't have a hard copy with me. This says it's on page 42, but I'm not exactly sure if someone's trying to follow along. And um, I thought I'd read a little bit and then share on it. It's supposed to be, uh, you know, as I'm reading it. So I think the way I want to do it is I will control everything because, you know, I like that. So I'm going to start here with we are not. We are not looking for someone to tell us how to solve our problems. This, this is who's going to, uh, so step five again, is admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. So this is how to find the person that you are going to share your fifth step with. We are not looking for someone to tell us how to solve our problems. What we need is a loving witness, someone who can keep our confidence and listen without judging us or seeking to fix us. Also, we wanna confide in someone who can be injective enough to tell if there's something glaring we've omitted and can guide us through this process if needed. Step five is usually our first attempt to fully open our hearts to another human being. Most of us need loving guidance in learning this new skill. So I needed loving guidance for sure, learning this new skill. My first fifth step, um, I thought for sure my sponsor was going to fire me because now he knew all my deep, dark secrets. And um, he didn't. He actually said, so when are you calling me tomorrow? And those were like the best words that I could have heard, right? He was not rejecting me and this was not going to change. Um, uh, I was relying on him to help me work through the steps and this admission, this fifth step was not gonna change that. So that was a miracle to me that it wasn't because I had never shared some things that I shared with him. But it's also telling me that I need help um, that sometimes I go, if I just do an inventory myself, there's can be some gl things glaring that I've omitted. And this has been my experience when I share anything with other people, they can see it from a totally different point of view. I have been sharing fifth, uh, tenth steps recently. Step 10 is basically, in my opinion, four through nine on a certain subject. And um, so when I share four through nine, um, 
uh, there's sometimes something glaring that I've omitted. Um, so uh, that's really helpful. Okay, I'm gonna read the next paragraph. When working this step, we do more than just recite thoughts, words, and actions from the past we consider to be our wrongs. We need to discuss the exact nature of those wrongs. This means we need to talk about feelings, thoughts, and beliefs that led our action led to, oh, I can't read, okay. Led to our actions as well as how we felt afterwards. We need to look at what those actions have cost us. For instance, it's not enough to acknowledge that we have held a grudge against a certain person. We also need to talk about what it is in our nature that caused us to react that way. So I'll stop right there for a minute. So um, I have an example that I brought this morning. Um, that's in this book here. So um, I help to run a sailing school camp in the summer and it starts tomorrow. And so I have a lot of fear. And so the exact nature of my wrongs is that it's caused me not to sleep very well. I've been up since 2.30. And um, the other exact nature of my wrong is that when I was stopping sleeping, I would like get on my phone because I wanted to distract myself because I thought that would help me go back to sleep and then I get distracted. So, um, and then I was sleeping next to my husband and I didn't want to move too much and now my right hip hurts. So these are the exact nature of my wrongs. And um, so then what are my um, feelings, thoughts, and beliefs that um, is part of the exact nature of my wrongs? So this fear, I wanna look good when sailing school starts tomorrow. Um, two of the people that help run sailing school, there's a bunch of us, I'm not the ultimately in charge, but two of them are my sisters. And I, when I did this work, I realized I really want to look good in front of my sisters. So that's uh, something that's not serving me well, because it's causing me not to sleep. And um, I really don't want to be the type of person that's in competition with anyone. If I truly love myself and believe deeply in a higher power, then it doesn't matter what other people think to, to me, uh, think about me, right? So I am losing sleep because I'm worried about what other people are thinking about me. So that is, um, that's part of the exact nature of my wrongs. Um, I have a belief that somehow I need to stay in bed if I can't sleep and I need, and somehow um, tossing and turning will affect my husband. I don't know if that's true or not, right? So these, um, oops, sorry. These um, have not served me well and keep me stuck. Um, so let's keep going uh, in the reading. Let's see how much, how am I doing for time? Yep. So then it says in the bottom of this page, and I'll flip over soon, have we been jealous? Have we been resentful? Because 
of our thwarted desire to control another person. Then we discuss how these negative feelings and actions have, have affected us materially, emotionally, and spiritually. So I want to control how my sisters think of me, right? I have a thwarted desire. Um, and that caused me not to sleep and to be underrested. And uh, that's been a problem. Sometimes coming to understand our motives helps us to forgive ourselves. I have found that to be true. It's like, oh, right. I am just really worried about tomorrow and what other people think of me. Oh, okay. I can take that to my higher power. I can work steps six and seven on that. I've done that before. I've had fears before. I can definitely do that. Um, so uh, often we see at some level, here I'm reading again, often we see at some, that at some level we were fighting for survival when we did the things we did. Most of us find that fear is at the root of many of our damaging emotions and actions. As we grow in the 12 step way of life, we learn that our fears usually stem from our inability to trust that our basic needs will be met. Perhaps we have good reason for our mistrust. Perhaps people have failed us, placing us in situations we were not emotionally prepared to handle. Still, we find that we have to outgrow our doubts. If we are to recover, we must learn to trust people and entrust our lives to a power greater than ourselves. So some work I can do is, yes, trusting. It's all going to be fine, that my basic needs will be met. And um, I can look in the past. Uh, perhaps people have failed me in the past. Sure. There was competition growing up with my sister, so I can look at that if I want. I am almost out of time. So um, I'm just gonna read these last two paragraphs that I, were, I was planning to read and talk on. Learning this kind of trust is a gradual process. Our fifth step is a giant stride forward. By opening our past and sharing our deepest secrets, we are making ourselves vulnerable in a way we have not been since childhood. Can we trust that this person, so we're talking about the person who's hearing our fifth step here, won't use the knowledge to hurt us. Determined to get well, we willingly take the rest. risk. When we do, a miracle happens. Another individual knows us truly and fully, yet accepts us anyway. We begin to experience trust, and we feel that if another person can accept us unconditionally, perhaps we can accept ourselves unconditionally as well. And so can I accept myself unconditionally that I got some lack of sleep last night. Yes, I think I can. So thank you so much for listening. And with that, I pass.